You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. Back for another edition of In the Huddle, my man Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes, put him up. Baldy, we got a lot to chop up here. Uh, it's getting interesting now. Yeah, we man. know uh, a lot of stuff is happening. I, I, let me ask you this: uh, the mm-hmm. Eagles game. Everybody was talking about the, you know, the Dolphins and that offense, and the Eagles just stifled them. And I know Jalen's not a hundred percent, and I'm wondering how much that concerns you moving forward. I think he was seen with the brace on. I don't want to speculate too much, but I just know, we know, Baldy, he's not 100. He was out there limping around, but he was able to get the the job done. He made the plays they needed to make. And I just, I still think the Eagles are better than everybody else right now. But listen, I, I didn't expect them to uh, to hold the Dolphins down offensively as they did. I thought they did a great job defensively. They did do a great job. And, you know, they, um, you know, they just, they, they, they just beat them up front. You know, and they just they took the running game away, which has been a big fuel uh, for the offense in Miami. And Mostert had no kind of a game running. So they just shut that down. And then, you know, they they got after Tua and, you know, they kept the score at 17 points. And you hold Miami to 17 points, you're probably going to win. You know, the Eagles went out and got Kevin Byard this week. You know, they're not done shopping. Like, I mean, I don't know how they pride Kevin Byard from Tennessee. And I don't know what that says about Tennessee. Will Levin's going to start. <laughs> Um, you know, it's a, it's a fire sale. It's it's a shame. But Kevin Byard is a Philadelphia kid. I'm friends with him. I've known him since he was at Middle Tennessee State. Um, he's a thief. He's got 27 or 28 career interceptions. Did the same thing in college. Like he is a great teammate. He start, he, he he came in as a rookie um, in 2016, Carl. And you know he he played some as a rookie, but he has started every single game since 2017. And in some of those years. He's played every single snap. Mm. Like he doesn't miss games and he doesn't miss plays. And he does like he just lines up every week. And he's just exactly what the Eagles need. I don't know how they got him, but they needed help at safety and they just got massive help. They did. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, Howie Roseman, give him, give him credit, man. I mean, he he continues to add to it an incredible roster. And and for me, Baldy, this just simply, you know, verifies what we already know. They're all in. They are trying to get back to the Super Bowl and make this happen when you make these kind of deals. And where they're at as a franchise, let's be honest, you're giving up some draft capital to get a player like this. Who cares? He can help you right now. 
Yeah, well, let me look. They still have two games with Dallas. They got to play San Francisco. They got to play Kansas City on a Monday night. Like the, the meat of their schedule is coming up. And so we're going to find out a lot about the Eagles. But when Jalen Carter is in the lineup, like he's just the, – the guy is just a phenomenal player. And people don't understand how defensive tackles change the game. Mm. He changes the game. Like Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham off the edge when he's in there. Like it is just difficult to operate your offense. But the Eagles, look, A.J. Brown's have a phenomenal season. Um, they got Lane Johnson back. He makes a difference. Um, they're just deep and strong. And Howie Roseman, to his credit, is what every general manager should do. You should be on the phone all day, every day. Your job isn't to go out there and watch practice. Your job is to listen to the coach and watch the games and see what you can find to help your team. And I remember I had a couple of buddies that now run a couple of different teams, but they worked with Howie. Uh, back when they won a Super Bowl. Now it's not worth like mentioning the name. But one of the one of the personnel people, Carl, told me before that 2017 season that the Eagles won, they said, watch it, Baldy. We're gonna make 10 moves before the season ends. They made nine moves that year, Carl. One of them was for a kicker, but they, you know, they brought in I mean one guy after another. Like they never stopped trying to improve the roster. That's how it has to be. That's why they are in contention. They have the Commanders this weekend, guys. The Commanders front four, tell me what you're seeing. I saw them a couple of weeks ago. It's not, Listen, it's great with name brands, but they're not playing like it. And well, I look at the plays last week. Carl, me and Chase Young got two sacks. And yeah. Montez got one, but they're not changing. Like, really. It's not as dominant, though, Baldy, as I thought it would be. No, it, it isn't. It, it, it just isn't. They don't play like that. And, you know, they need help. A little bit like San Francisco's front right now. They need help in the blitz game to get extra rushers for those guys to actually win right now. And for the Giants and Terod Taylor to get seven explosive plays against that defense, Jalen Hyatt, Darren Waller had his best game. Like, you can't let Terod Taylor do that to your defense. You know, it's like the Raiders, what they allowed Tyson Bajan to do while they, they ran the ball. Like, you can't let certain quarterbacks – that have not had great success throwing deep balls, have that kind of success. They didn't affect them enough, Carl. To your yeah. point, you're spot on. Like, they did not do enough to affect the Giants. I know they only came away with 14 points, and you're like, that's a winning effort. But they had too many explosive plays allowed against them. Baldy, uh, what are the Rams doing, man? They get the Cowboys this weekend. Um, we love Sean McVay. Uh, you know, he's had just had his baby. Congratulations to, yeah. to Sean and his beautiful wife. I, I got to tell you, though, um, I watched this offense and I'm more impressed now than I was even a couple of years ago when they were just rolling and made their way to the Super Bowl and won it with Stafford because these are all young guys, Baldy, and they're making plays on the offensive side for this Rams team. Well, I mean, I feel like the offensive line is playing really well. Steve Avila is the left guard. Like he's gotten them better. They picked up a, you know, a guard from Pittsburgh who let him go. Um, Alaric Jackson, like they've got their offense line together. They're plugging running backs in every week, um, you know, to give them a little bit of a balance. But really, their passing game is just it, – it's its just phenomenal what they can do. Now, they scored 17 points against Pittsburgh. It wasn't enough. Um, and Pittsburgh made, you know, a ton of plays. But, I, you know, you look at them defensively and what they have, you've got to get to know Matt Heck and – you know, Byron Young and some of these guys, Rose Boom. And like they, they've they got – like they're far better and way more competitive than anybody thought. Um, and they're going to be 
it's not over for him this year because the pass game, I think, is only going to get better. Um, because if you protect Stafford, like he's just he's just got too many targets to throw to right now. And we talked about Puka at the start of the like this this kid is like what we saw from Justin Jefferson, yeah. Jamar Chase. Like he's not as dynamic as those two players, but he's as productive as those two. And he he might very well lead this league in receiving before it's all over. Baldy, there was a play last week. Uh, Stafford, you just know he trusts him, and he throws oh. it in to basically double coverage on, a side, yeah. on the sideline. And Puka Nakua goes up, catches the ball. I thought it was a catch. I, you know, I think he had both feet in. But the the fact is, Stafford is throwing it out there in double coverage and saying, "I know he's going to make a play." And to me, that screams, you know, "Hey, I I I am going to trust this guy in any situation." Well, to your point, Carl. I mean, you, your eyes are perfect, but. You know, two years ago, we saw Cooper Cup have one of the great years of any receiver. Triple crown winner. Yep. You know, yards, touchdowns, receptions, the whole thing. And the trust that he had with Cooper Cup that year was almost unmatched by any quarterback receiver. Maybe Mahomes and Kelsey could be on that level. But that's the same trust that he already has in Puka. Like, I don't know how that developed. But it's it's been there. Like, the ball's coming out and, you know, you throw some of these timing routes the way we saw, say, you know, Brock Purdy on Monday night, and the receiver's not there, ball gets intercepted. Like, you just don't see – Stafford has this this non-communication with Nakua already that's amazing that you just don't see with young receivers or, or veteran receivers. You don't see that kind of trust. It's a great point. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Guys, it's In the Huddle. Follow us, In the Huddle uh, Pod, at In the Huddle Pod on YouTube. Follow Baldy. Follow Jason Lock on 4, who's a part of this podcast as well, as we bring you all the things around the NFL. Looking ahead to this weekend's games, um, Baldy, uh, we don't know if Tyreek Hill is going to play, but I want to ask you about the Patriots and what you saw and why they had success last week. We know this offense has been abysmal. All of a sudden, you know, Mac, Mac Jones looked like a real quarterback in this league. They made a few plays, but defensively, is, you know, is this a team that you feel like that's what's going to keep them in games? Now, they have the Dolphins this weekend. Again, we don't know the Cheetah situation. But what did you see last week with the Patriots, and what do you feel about them this weekend? Well, it was a, it was a classic Bill Belichick game, honestly, where they just said, okay, this is what we're going to do to Josh Allen. We're going to keep him in the pocket, mm-hmm. and we're not going to let him run. We're not going to let him break the pocket and get these big 15-yard runs, extending drives, where they get enough they, – they, they totally eliminated that from him. And then they said, okay, if he does get out of the pocket, then because they rushed three a lot and they dropped eight. And these guys at the second level, as soon as Josh Allen would break, they would just sprint to him and it would affect the throw, the passing game. And 
I said at the beginning of the show, like there's just not enough passes between Josh Allen and Gabriel Davis or Stephon Diggs or pick a tight end where it's on timing, where the ball just – he hits his back step and the ball comes out. You just don't see enough of that right now. And when he gets on the move, yes, he can play – he can make splash Josh Allen type plays. But they didn't make enough of them the other day. And so that was that. And then New England, they cranked up the run game for the first year. First time all year. You've been talking about it. You've been talking about it. Yeah, like they they got – I mean, they ran – well, they they finally, I think, found the offensive line. Michael Wenyu played right tackle. They've had a terrible right tackle play. You know, they they got, I think, their best five out there right now. They got a rookie in there, um, you know, at right guard. Uh, Strange got back at left guard. Like they actually got the five offensive linemen that actually can move the line of scrimmage. They got them in the game. And I thought Ramondre, you know, he had a big play in the screen game. Um, But in the run game, they pounded it the way I think they've always wanted to this year. They just had so many offensive line changes and injuries. They haven't been able to get to it. But I expect the line that started last week with, um, with a with, with a when you and CD South right guard and Andrews, Strange and then uh, Trent Brown. I figure that's the line that they want to go to to war with, and it made a difference. And then defensively, it was just classic Belichick, like take play your techniques, like all the stuff you, we've heard in the sound bites over the years. <laughs> like they played it the way he demands and expects them to play it. Baldy, I'm not sure what's going on with Deshaun Watson. I don't know if you've heard anything. I have no idea what the hell the deal is. I was is. there in Indianapolis, Carl. That that before he head bounced off the turf, he was awful. He was all, not just awful, but you could tell his arm isn't right. Like, I don't know what's the damage to the shoulder. He made a, a throw across his body into the middle of the field. The ball was just – it had no juice on it at all. We expect Deshaun Watson to have an arm like the elite arms in his sleeve. Yep. He doesn't have that right now. And then the decision-making was poor. And so I don't know the update, the status. I'm going, I'm going to be in Seattle this weekend for the game. I mean – I think he cleared the, the protocol during the game. He had his helmet in his hand. Like he could go in any time. Coach's and decision. decided not to put him in. Yeah. Um, as we know right now, on Thursday, guys, he's not starting Sunday. P.J. Walker's going to start again at Seattle. Uh, and, again, tough place to go play. Both teams are 4-2. and two. Listen, we've talked about the Browns' defense. And, Baldy, it's dominant, right? Secondary's been good. Miles Garrett. I mean, what he the, the jumping over the line thing last week was bananas. Yeah. But but uh I say that statistically the Browns defense has been good, but it's the offense, right? That's why they've struggled. And then you see this issue with, with Deshaun Watson, and now people are saying, All right, return on investment. Browns are not getting it. We gave you 250 guaranteed. We understand you had off the field issues. All right, we're past that. Now we're dealing with injury issues and you can't help us. Like this has become a thing. So I don't know how serious it is, and I don't know how long he's going to be out, but P.J. Walker, again, as we speak today, is set to start against Seattle. And by the way, Seattle's three-and-a-half-point favorite. We've talked about it, Baldy. I like the Seattle team, man. I, I mean, I, I just do. I don't know what it is about them, but I kind of just dig them. You know what it is, Carl? Like, I love Seattle, uh, and I love what they're doing. Like, one thing – I've said this on this podcast before, Carl. The one thing I really admire about Pete Carroll is he, he plays his rookies. He played his freshman at USC. Like last week, he's got two rookies that were no DK Metcalf. Yeah. So here's Jake Bobo, right? And you know, and here's Jackson Smith and Jigba. And they're throwing it to the rookies. You know, and then you say, okay, well, that's nice. Gino's on his game. And then they've got a rookie Olawatimi playing center. 
and you know, and they got Bradford, a rookie right guard, and then you watch Devin Weatherspoon play. You can't take your eyes off this kid, Carl. I've never seen maybe Ronnie Lott. Like I'm a little fuzzy going back to 1980, but like maybe Ronnie Lott hit like this as a rookie at corner, but I've never seen a corner play like this. This kid is a the phenomenal kid, player. Kid out of Illinois, right? Yeah. 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 First, first corner. Like nobody, this kid hits like he hits harder than almost any player in this whole league right now. And it, he made those, those Arizona receivers last week think twice about go, coming into his airspace. Um, I, I, I love Seattle. I, I just love the way they're constructed. I love the way they play. I like the way they emphasize things. They got three tight ends that can all play. Rookie, rookie receivers out there, no DK, we'll, we'll throw to them. Um, I'm worried about Cleveland a little bit. You know, I know the defense was ranked number one. The Colts had 450 yards of offense. I know. 450 yards. Like, I know Minshew got the ball knocked out of his hands a couple times, you know, and, and that's just Miles Garrett being Miles against young tackles. Like, that's a – Shane Steichen needed to give a little bit more help there. But, like, they went up and down the field on Cleveland. Like, they like they were just an also-ran team. You know, and they put up 38 points, Carl. I know. Like, I'm, I don't know. I talked to Schwartzy before the game, and, you know, you talk to Jim, you're going to get a mouthful of swag, and I love Jim. <laughs> you know, but he's he's a very confident guy. And, and then they went out there, and the Colts just went up at, you know, big, long runs. You know, both Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss both had, you know, big days. And I'm worried about Cleveland. Like, there's no Rudy Ford this year, uh, this this week. Like, he's out. Um, I don't know. Like, they, you know, they're offensively, I'm I'm a little worried about him right now. Yeah, the offense is is stagnant, and I'm not sure even if Deshaun when he comes back. And let's be honest, no Nick Chubb is a huge deal. Like, you can't discount the injury to Nick Chubb. And I know it's been weeks now, and you have guys next man up, but they don't have that Nick Chubb guy. And that running game right now is not what it was, even though I think they have some reliable players. Hey, um, let's talk about a guy that uh, is living up to it. And I'm talking about Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is living up to what many people said, Baldy. And we talked all summer about it. Oh, he won't be able to throw the football down the field. What's this Todd Munkin offense going to look like? He doesn't stay in the pocket enough. There was a play last week. Many of you saw it. He's he's running around in the pocket for nine seconds before throwing a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear any other crap about this guy not staying in the pocket and keeping his head and his eyes upfield and making plays. Carl, he's indefensible. The guys, the, the, to me, he's the MVP. Like, I know Tua, there's different guys out there, the MVP, Christian McCaffrey. Like, he, you can't have a conversation without talking about Lamar. Like, what he did to Detroit was, like, he got the ball to every single receiver. I don't care if it was Aguilar, Bateman, Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr., Andrews. He got the ball to all of them. Like, they all were happy at the end of the game. And then he's indefensible in the run game, extending plays, the way he's seen the field, and oh, by the way, this is what probably irritates a lot of people more than anything. He makes it look so damn easy. Carl. Easy, right. Like It makes it look so easy. Like the, the motion is a flick. It's an ollie jab. Like, And he's putting it where he wants to put it. The kid is an amazing player. He's an amazing talent. I, you, you run out of so – you sit here in the film room and you watch him. You just run out of – you know superlatives Carl you run out of it like nobody else can do the things he's doing right now he's 26 
and I think he's hit his prime. Like he's he's right now about to take that next step before the five or six years. Health obviously plays a role, but where we're going to be watching him and this game gets a lot easier and he gets more playmakers and, and, and making more plays around him. Uh, you know, the MVP thing, as I look back at it, Baldy, and I don't know if you see this the same way, that was just like natural talent and ability, yeah. right? It was like, this is who I am and who I've been in high school and college. And I come into the NFL and and and, and I just wild people. But now he's playing the position, Baldy. Yeah. It's different. Now, look, I mean, we, we all got to take a little a little breath and see, okay, like you got to do it in January. Sure. Like, you you got to stay healthy. You got to do it in January because that's, that's how all these guys get evaluated. Peyton Manning, you know, he didn't have success, you know, didn't win a national championship in college, didn't have success right away in Indianapolis until he had success, you know, and then we started anointing Peyton, but we were, we held our breath a little bit early on. They had some difficult playoff losses, but right now, like think about it. He's got like pretty much a new cast of characters that he's thrown it to. Um, He's got a new offense coordinator and a new offense. But the one thing I see week in, week out, he you cannot confuse him. Like mm. he's he, he has a very clear picture of what he's looking at, and he has the answers to the test of what he needs to do. And so when he does do that little whirly bird thing in the pocket for nine seconds, when he comes out of it, it's not like he's just going to come out of it and just go run. He's still looking to throw first. And so now guys are, you know, the, the, the defense has expanded. You can't plaster these guys forever. Now he's going to find the open guy. So it, it is – I'm going to see him in two weeks against Seattle uh, in Baltimore, and I'm looking forward to that matchup. But this – they dismantled Detroit. Now you can say Detroit had a bad day. Okay, fine. The defense had been playing very good football. Like you thought like they were the Detroit Lions of two years ago when what he did to them. At Evernorth Health Services – we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Guys, subscribe. Watch us uh, on YouTube at In The Huddle Pod. It's In The Huddle wherever you get your podcast. And again, we put new episode, uh, episodes out every week. Uh, Tuesday, Fridays is usually when it comes out during the season. All right, um, Bengals. Bengals and 49ers. Brock Purdy, we talked about it, guys. He's got over 1,600 yards, 11 touchdowns, three picks. Those three picks have happened in the last two weeks. He threw one in Cleveland, threw two fourth-quarter picks, that actually hurt the 49ers opportunities against the Vikings. But with that said, I still love him, but we don't know if he's going to play because apparently he's in concussion protocol. So here come the Bengals right on the road, uh, getting ready to take on that, that, uh, you know, that, that vaulted 49er defense. I still like Joe Burrow and where this Bengals team is, is headed, I think, but where are you at on this Baldy with the 49ers and this, this losing these two games that they've lost now? 
Well, I mean, they went from the number one scoring offense in football to scoring 17 points in the last two games. Now you can say, okay, Jake Moody missed field goals. Um, but, you know, you got a rookie kicker, you got a rookie kicker, you got to live with it. Uh, but they, you know, if you go from scoring 33 points a game to 17 points a game, it's more than just a kick. You know, they're, they're not, um, you know, they're turning the ball over, but, you know, but, you know, why is Brock Purdy turning it over? Okay. Missed a throw against Cleveland. Uh, tight coverage, Martin Emerson picks it. Last week, the first interception is to Juwan Jennings. And I don't know what Jennings is doing. Like he's making this move at the top of his route. I mean, the, the throw, they love their in-cuts, Carl. Like you watch 49ers, it, everything is coming in the middle. And <clears throat> Brock Purdy, to me, looks like he's throwing it to a spot. And Jennings doesn't get there. Now, it always falls on the quarterback, so I'm not yeah. involving Brock Purdy. But I don't know what Jennings is doing on the play. Like, I, I just simply don't know what he's doing. And the last one, he steps up in the pocket, and he missed the throw. He missed two. He missed a couple throws, and he misses. He missed high the other day. Is that a fundamental thing? Is that a technique thing? I'm not sure exactly, but the ball got away from him. He doesn't miss many. He doesn't make many throws like that. I I, I don't think it's going to carry over. But the Bengals are coming off a bye. Joe Burrow is healthy. Like they all said, let's just get Joe Burrow to the bye. Let's get. But he was already. You know, when, when Jamar Chase made that statement, and I, I'll never forget it, I'm open, I'm always bleeping open. Well, the guy is lighting it up right now, like he's never lit it up before. And when you have that guy that you know you can get the ball to, third downs, red zone, touchdown, keep the drive going. When you know you got that guy, now you got T and you got Tyler healthy. Man, they look like they're like they're ready to make their move here, Carl. Sometimes you do it, you know, it takes, you know, you you figured out in September, and now you make like I think they've got it now. I think they're back to where they are an AFC contender, and we'll find out this week in San Francisco. If they take the 49ers down, they yeah. go right to the top of the charts. Okay, Baltimore, <laughs> Kansas City, like who are the contenders in the AFC? They go right back to where we thought they were going to be. I agree. And by the way, isn't this kind of how they do it every year, right? I mean, you know, it's been the last few years, two and two, and then they go on a win streak, you know, yeah. but I'm with you. By the time we get to November, I always feel like now Burrow is going to figure it out, you know, and by the time we get to, to early November, like they'll, they'll be fine. And I feel the same way you do. Let me ask you about Chiefs Kingdom. Um, if you're talking about the AFC, it starts with them. They have uh, Denver this week. They're traveling to Denver. Broncos remain a mess. We know that. I, I don't know if they're going to be sellers at the trade deadline here. Uh, we already seen them make a couple of moves. We're talking about Sean Payton. Trade deadline, guys, by the way, October 31st. That's next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens. We've already seen a few moves. But the Chiefs. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes has 15 touchdowns. Right? Six interceptions. He's already got 2,000 yards under his belt. And I'm just like, he's as good as advertised. And every time I think, okay, they'll be challenged or they may not be as good offensively this week. Baldy, I don't know what to say about this kid anymore. I, I mean, I, I don't, I, he's a Super Bowl champion, but I just, I, like the Chiefs, as long as that dude is healthy, it doesn't matter who he's playing with. It doesn't. Um, he's thrown the ball. Travis Kelsey has 24 catches in the last two weeks. Like the Chargers had no answer. And they've got Derwin James. They've got matchups. I watched every one of his catches this week just to see the with with and just to see what's going on because you know he didn't miss the first game of the year. <clears throat> then he played against Jacksonville, and he, the knee was just getting healthy. Well, now he's healthy. Now he's running all of Travis Kelsey's routes, and you know whatever's happening off the field, it looks like he's having a good time. God bless him. 
But when it's on the field, <laughs> even Mahomes, it, it's just a GPS system between those two. Because honestly, <clears throat> whatever it is, whatever the play is, they have a play after that play if it if it isn't there. There's an answer to it. It's it's actually remarkable. But defensively, Carl, they're the number two defensive football right now. The number two defense. Now they gave up two big plays to the Chargers. All right, but they can play any style of defense you want. And now they got Charles Amenahu back. Uh, and he's in the lineup and he had an impact in the game and he's playing next to Chris Jones and they're playing games together. Like they just got better up front. Um, they will just, they will compete with you in the back end. Like nobody's business. I told, I told this league three weeks ago, they look like the best defensive football to me because they can play you any style. And I just look, I know they scored one touchdown against Detroit two weeks ago or Denver two weeks ago. And you're like, okay, if they can hold the chiefs, to 19 points this weekend, they'll have a chance. I just don't see them having a chance. Like I, they have never beaten Patrick Mahomes ever. Yeah. I, I don't know what's at right now, Carl. 10 and 0, whatever it is. Like I don't think they're going to get the 11th win. Is this the best defense Mahomes has had since he's been there? Yeah. It's the best defense because the the, the secondary, Legarius Need and Trent McDuffie and Watson and all these young kids are now seasoned. And then you you know Steve Spagnola has. He's got three in the bank, all right, you know, as a coordinator, as a head coach, whatever. Like, he's got three. Like, he's just, like, the, the blitzes, the pressures, the concepts, like, they have everything it takes to just keep the score down and just keep on giving the ball to Mahomes, who, by the way, threw for 424 yards against the Chargers last week. Yeah, I, I didn't think the Chargers' defensive game plan was great. Matter of fact, I thought it was crap. I, I just I didn't did. think it was good. Like the defensively, they just, uh, you know, they just shocked me at how poorly they play zone defense. Yeah, it was it was not good. Guys, join us each and every week at In the Huddle Pod. Watch us on YouTube. Baldy's breakdowns, by the way, are great. If you've not checked them out, he does this every week where he goes through and selects certain plays, and you get a chance to kind of get a, a sense of what's going on with some of these teams. And um, I'm curious to see what happens in week eight, man. We are already there, guys. It's crazy. Like week eight, we get to week 10. I mean, it's going it, to, we're here. And now you start to see what this playoff picture is going to look like here in just a few weeks, potentially. Baldy, as always, man, where are you at this week, by the way? Where are you at? I'm in Seattle, Carl. I'm leaving to go to Seattle. I'm Cleveland, Seattle up there. We're going to get a look at a really great game and two teams, I think, that are going to the playoffs. Um, but I, I, I get excited because of all the young players in Seattle that are playing right now and playing at a pretty good level. Can't wait to see what happens, guys. Subscribe, like us, tell your friends, and join us again next week. Hey, enjoy the games, everybody. Baldy, have a great call. We'll talk to you next week. Yep, thanks, Carl. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 